Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Whew. Getting close. I can smell it now. The end of the swing. Two weeks is a long time in mining. Radio. so Tuesday, last one, and then I've got Wednesday, I'll be back home. So that's good. One more shift to go. One more lucky last sleep. So that's pretty cool. Not a huge lot in tech last night happening. Um, we got, I got a bit of work done yesterday after work. Well, started work, that's when I get a lot more work done than normal. Excuse me. And um, yeah, we're really well along for the next video. That should be up. I'm probably gonna do it. I just gotta see what's going on. Probably Friday night I'll do a premiere. I just gotta do the thumbnails and get that all sorted upload it and get it all locked in and I'll set the premiere for probably Friday night. I think that's a good time, probably around 8.30 Western Australian time is probably a good one. Uh, so I'm super stoked with the photos. There's a couple of gems there. Uh, the Nissi, the new Nissi ND1000 filter worked a treat. Uh, yeah, some really, really cool photos. I think two there that are probably definitely gonna go on the website. And then some other nice, really nice photos. It was just a really great afternoon, so super stoked with how that's come and come up. Very happy with that video. So you'll have another really good video on Friday night to check out. So don't forget that. Again, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you watch the road, my road reel twenty. That's the saucy drolls, the Kendra saucy drolls, the famous uh, famous saucy drolls. Uh, that video on that. That's a important one to myself. Uh, I do appreciate your support by going to check it out. If you get a spare time, just go and flick it on uh, loop for us. That'll be gold. Uh, that can help me with my chances of possibly winning something in the My Road Reel 2020 comp. So fingers crossed, you never know. That's all locked in. I'm in. I've got a chance. That's probably the hardest thing is getting in there and getting all your ducks in a row and getting all that sorted. Um, and yeah, good luck to everyone. I'm sure there's some amazing young uh, talented people out there I'm uh, I'm along for the ride and I'm enjoying it and I enjoyed the process so it's been good so little bits happening there so yeah yeah otherwise in news there was a few things not um, just one of those strange nights you know you get you just get like back to back to back and it's just trying to keep up and I, I was trying to keep the show short and then you get a day where it's well it's not that Flash, there's nothing really big and no one's really talking about anything. So a little bit quiet in that regards. Um, Lauer, uh, which we've got affiliate links with below, if you are interested, they have just released a new range of RF lenses for the new Canons. Now that the, we've got the R, the RP, the R5, the R6, and rumors of a R1 possibly next year, uh, these lens manufacturers have all been preparing for that and well, Lawa who do a fantastic lens. They do a lot of zero distortion wide angle lenses which are pretty awesome for the, uh, well I guess things like real estate, landscape, uh, lots of uses. They're, that zero distortion makes a big difference. Basically all that is is with a wide angle lens you get that sort of like fisheye sort of curve to straight lines. Um, even, I'm not sure if you get it with this one, I don't think it really comes up with 16 mil, which is a 24, but in a fisheye or a, a, wide, a big wide angle lens, these lines here might appear a little bit curved, especially once you get out to the edges. 
Well, well, these zero Lauer does a zero distortion, and they've just mastered the art of lenses, and they're able to sort of give you dead straight lines, even when you've got like 15 or a 14 mil, or even a nine mil now uh, for the RF lenses uh, on those straight lines. So it's an amazing bit of gear. It, it doesn't sound like much, but when you look at the photos, it does make a massive difference. So. If you are after a bit of quality, they're built to last as well. Uh, definitely go check them out. Now they're coming out in a 9mm 2.9 Tony, a 12mm 2.9 Tony, and a 15mm 2.1 Tony. Uh, all zero distortion lenses uh, and all for the RF mounts. That's pretty wild. Uh, that's huge. Full frame, 9mm zero distortion. That's pretty uh, cool. You, I can envisage uh, getting some really... If you're going to do those sort of close-ups with it, like trees and a few of the ones I've sort of tried to put in the videos, I don't mind that effect where you sort of, uh, by getting close to the subject, you sort of stretch it out or make it look bigger than what it is. Um, particularly useful in architectural type stuff. And I'm going to be doing a bit of that this week because Friday it's supposed to rain in Perth. So I'm going to go do something I haven't done for a while and I'm going to go down to Frio and do some shooting in Frio. Hopefully it'll be wet, should get some reflections off the water on the ground, and fingers crossed, some beautiful old architecture down there, I'm going to try that. So stuff like these wide angle lenses are fantastic for that. I'm going to be taking the 10 to 16, uh, 10 to, sorry, 10 to 18 and this, uh, and I should have my new Sigma 18mm to 35 art series lens sitting at home that I'm going to mount on the EFM. So super excited about that. If that's there and it's all good, I'm going to be probably just taking that one and going to run and gun with that. It's a 1.8. I'll be able to do everything I want with that. That's going to be an awesome lens for the channel. So yeah, look, 9mm insane, 12mm and the 15mm. They are like landscape drill worthy sort of lenses. Zero distortion, fantastic for Astro and all those sorts of things. So definitely go check them out. That if you've got an R series lens or you're looking to get into that, uh, obviously they're manual. They're not uh, they're not autofocus lenses, uh, but generally with those wide angle lenses, autofocus ain't a real big deal. You're probably on a tripod setting up for a shot of a again a landscape or architectural or something like that. It's not really a run and gun sort of. Uh, type sort of lens once you get that wide on a full frame. So, look, can definitely vouch for their quality. Everything they have made has been really, really good. Uh, these, I think, will be no exception. Check them out. Now, funny, sort of a, I guess it's a little bit funny. It seemed, seemed funny to me. Uh, it's good in one way and a little bit sort of, uh, I guess, yeah, funny. What else can you say? Canon has purchased a Fuji <laughs> supercomputer uh, to go to run their no prototype. So Fuji obviously is many different departments. It's not just cameras, same as Canon. They do medical, they do image printing, all sorts of things. They're, they're very wide scope of work. They're just technology companies. Um, well, Fuji's obviously one of their arms is a, into building supercomputers. And they've got a pretty famous one, which is pretty wild. Um, Canon's purchased that in the, and what their plan is to go no prototype. And you probably ask what that means. Nowadays with, I know when I did, well, I started, I never finished it, my advanced diploma, 
back in the late 90s. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> Early 2000s, I think it was. Um, even then, like your, your solid works and your, your CAD drafting, your 3D modeling and stuff was pretty insane. And you could, with some of those programs that were that advanced, that you could take those models and work out the stresses and loads given certain information, steels and all that. You could basically input that and it could test it. And 20 years later, obviously, it's super mega advanced. So now these supercomputers can basically, you can design a, a new camera, uh, a new lens, probably, and especially with lenses, it'd be super important. Uh, and you can put all these parameters in, known, uh, known specifications of glasses and refraction rates, and you can put all that information into this massive computer, and it can sit there and design and just do millions and millions and millions of calculations every hour, and without even having to make a prototype and test it, it can do it basically digitally. So that's pretty darn cool. Save you a fortune in 3D printing, uh, the tooling costs to make a prototype, test it, it fails, go back, rechange it, all machining costs, all those, you imagine all that money they've got to put into that in R&D. If you can buy one computer that can do all that, so basically, theoretically, it should, uh, you put your designs in, it goes, no, that doesn't work. You need to change this, change that, fix that, fix that, bang, bang, bang. Uh, Rightio, get a printout at the other end. Once it's finished doing its thing, Rightio, build that and it'll work 100%. Good as gold, exactly as you want it to work. So that's a pretty amazing bit of tech. Uh, this supercomputer, I think the uh, new uh, PlayStation and Xbox big talk about was how many uh transactions or how many teraflops it did i think they're like 12 or something like that 12 or 15 teraflops which is just like basically stupid ridiculously fast and massive amounts of calculations millions and millions a minute sort of calculations so crazy stuff well this supercomputer it can do 648 teraflops which is a lot of flops but uh, look, I think it's going to help out with Canon. Anyway, you can cut some money. Uh, the camera industry, as we all know, is uh, crazily cutthroat. They're all on the brink of either winning or losing and going bankrupt. We've seen it with Olympus, Nikon's been talked about for the last couple of years that they're on the edge. Uh, anyway, you can save some money and still provide a quality product is a great idea. I think this is what they're looking at. And I think they'll do pretty well. I've, I can't see it. A lot of people, companies do this, and I think it's something that you need to move into. Now, Burger Scholar Sessions uh, have started again. I did mention the other day, if you haven't seen that, that's on the First We Feast channel on YouTube. Uh, First We Feast has got a lot of great things. They've got the Hot Ones interviews with the, the chicken wings that just cook people's minds. It's that's awesome. Love that show. Uh, but Burger Scholar Sessions, I'm a, I love a burger. Uh, I'm not going to be shy about that. Definitely can tell there. <laughs> but uh, George Motz is his name. He's an awesome dude. Uh, he's researched all the history of burgers all across America. Very, very switched on. Uh, today, first episode back in the new season, and he was cooking the infamous big boy, oh, sorry, infamous, uh, big Boy Double Cheeseburger. That was the first ever double cheeseburger to be made. Uh, big Boy 
you would know from Austin Powers, the big dude, the big boy with the holding the burger. They shoot him uh, into space. Well, that's that's the place. So uh, go check that out. It's a great show, and you will be left feeling hungry. I watched it at lunch while I had no food because <laughs> I've cut all my food I eat here. And, uh, yeah, I was just drawing going, oh. <laughs> so I'm going to probably cook a burger this week. <laughs> And uh, I'll give it, I'll give the big boy burger challenge a go. So it looks pretty cool. So go check that out. It's on first. Just Google first we feast or burger scholar section uh, scholar sessions on YouTube, and you'll find him. Radio China. We heard. Of, well, I think it was June, July that Russia, that old old Vlad, wasn't messing around, and he started punching vaccines that hadn't been through the uh, three stages of testing for COVID into his people, uh, rumours that he'd chucked it into his own daughter, all those sort of things. And then we haven't heard much about it. Well, apparently the Chinese said, well, we can't be undone by that. They started in June. They approved through their legal or through their government that these vaccines don't need to be fully tested. They started pumping them out apparently ever since June. And yeah, we found out this week that they have been just jamming those vaccines into everyone, just trying to keep, obviously, fix their issues that they've got and, and anyone, and they're willing to take the risk. Obviously, they have a track record of not really caring about if people die or not. Um, that's pretty self-evident by their manufacturing industry and their safety regulations, um, the suicide nets at the old Apple factories and such. We all, we've all seen and heard all that. So safety's, safety and their people's concern, they don't really care. Um, I think they, they've probably killed millions and millions of people through just silly things. Uh, so, yeah, when you've got a couple of billion, I think they sort of think, well, uh, whatever. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be twofold effect. It'll either uh, entrench it or... I'll let the COVID thing just keep spreading and going on for a longer time because it's not going to fix it because they're going to think they've got a cure, but then they don't and it's going to bounce back because it's whatever they used isn't good or it will do it and we should find out. Now, the problem being with both those countries, uh, handing off information like, hey, this is working, give this to your people and you can go back to work and blah, blah, blah. I can't see that sort of sharing, caring one one world, one society happening from uh, Mother Russia and China. So hopefully we, we do get something. Hopefully we get out and, and get some of this information come through. Generally, you only hear the negative out of them. They're obviously, like all propaganda and all news and crap, uh, There's when you go to these countries, there's some amazing people. I've met some amazing Russian people playing baseball. Uh, there's probably a ton of awesome Chinese people. We've had a few here come through work with some machinery and they're just, just nicest people. It's, that's just, it's just the governments that are the, the rat bags, I guess. So it'd be nice to get some good feedback on that. Hopefully they have a win and no one gets sick because of what they're trying to do. Uh, hopefully we all, the whole planet can get out of this mess. It would be good. So fingers crossed. Um, now, over on Sony Alpha Rumors, uh, not the best guesstimate, uh, I guess most accurate sort of rumor site, but uh, nonetheless, this did sound pretty interesting. I thought it was worth having a chat about. 
The Sony's rumor, positive rumor is pretty, um, Adam, about two new primes coming in 2021 for the E-mount for those uh, new for that new camera. Uh, and one of them, his source said, one of them was going to set a record in lenses. Um, so that's pretty cool. So these are supposed to be wow factor lenses to, uh, I guess, help the brand image of the Sony's and all that stuff. So that's obviously what, what he's talking about by the wow factor. So pretty interesting. Now, when you set in a record for lenses, what do you do? do you, is this going to be, with, you often see lightest, smallest and all that sort of stuff. I would, if I was going to take a bet on this rumor, um, I would be something like a, it's going to be like a ridiculously fast lens. I think so we had the Noct, which was a 0.95, that big Nikon lenses. So that's been, that was in development. That came out, I think, early this year, late last year. So if you look at the Noct from, from Nikon, that's a massive lens worth 15, 20 grand for one little lens for portraiture. I believe you're going to get something similar from Sony. So it's going to be a super limited edition and it's going to be something like a, a 0.85 or something or a 0.8 aperture, some ridiculous Bokka King beast, but it'll be about the size of a football or a basketball shoved on your lens. So uh, I, that's what I would anticipate. There's going to be, it's going to be some sort of big Bokka monster, massively fast glass around the, Sub sub one aperture, I think nine five was knocked, and I think the the biggest one ever was a Canon. Hear me wrong, and I think that was around the sevens and eights or something like that. Sevens maybe lower. So there was one that was, but it was it was realistically it was it was that big, just a, a fixed lens. It was just ridiculous, and a massive big bulb on the front of it. So like it was just it was there for show to show that they could do the tech. And that was pretty much it. And I've, you couldn't buy it now anyway. It's worth just too much money. So I'd say it's going to be something like that. The two, the other lens might be something feasible. That could be a nice little prime lens to suit maybe a really nice fast 20 mil or something. That would be ideal um, for the vloggers and stuff that do the B-roll on that. And that's about it. Another day, another vlog, done and dusted. Uh, yeah, one more night. I was trying to work it out. I've got a bit of stuff when I get home tomorrow. So what I'm going to try and do is do the show in the morning first up. Uh, try and get that done and dusted. And I'll try and upload it before I go, go get on the bus. So that's my fingers crossed. I'm going to try and smash that out in the morning and get you the show. I normally wait till the afternoon, but I've got a fair bit of stuff I want to get when I get home. And there's a lot of stuff I need to get done this week. So it's going to be a busy week at home. So... I will see you all again tomorrow morning. Stay safe, stay happy, and when you're coming that way, that way, I'll catch you tomorrow, Wednesday. Peace.